Hello, Convention of State podcast listeners. Normally, we reserve this channel for audio versions of our live broadcast, COS Live and the Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. But as a bonus, we like to occasionally release some historic legacy audio for your enjoyment. In this 2017 recording, the Arizona Senate debates the Convention of State's resolution. Arizona was the ninth state to adopt our Article 5 application. Third reading of bills. House Concurrent Resolution 2010, a concurrent resolution applying to the Congress of the United States to call a convention for proposing amendments to the Constitution of the United States. You have heard the third reading of HCR 2010. Those in favor of the measure will vote aye. Those opposed will vote nay. The system is now open. The Senate will proceed to vote. Senator Farley. Thank you, Mr. President. Rise, explain my vote. Please proceed. Thank you. Um, members, I don't think it'd be impugning to say that not one of us in this body has the wisdom of our founders. I think we would all agree with that. To have, in such difficult circumstances, and the founding of our newborn country, to be able to come together and draw upon the knowledge and the experience of centuries of political thought and philosophical thought to come up with a document that has lasted so long and is so strong and is looked upon by people all over the world as a model for how we must govern ourselves. The longevity of this document is something that has not been copied by anyone else. To simply th think that any group of us, anywhere in this country these days, could somehow conjure the wisdom of the founders and mess with this sacred text and come up with something better than they did is folly. Now, I, I don't often agree with our former Senate President, Andy Biggs, but on this issue, he and I always saw and still see eye to eye. There have been folks on my side of the aisle who also think we should have an Article 5 convention. There are people to the left of me who would like to get rid of the Second Amendment. There are people who would like to get rid of Citizens United. But let me read you a little bit from uh, our former president, Andy Biggs. As you know, he wrote a book called The Con of the Con Con because he felt so strongly about it. He said, people ask me why I oppose altering the U.S. Constitution through a process initiated by the states. When time is short, I respond with just a couple of questions. Do you believe that the U.S. Constitution is the cause of the problems in America today? Most people say no. Then I ask why they would tinker with something that isn't the problem instead of addressing the real issue. Their approach is like overhauling an engine to fix a flat tire. Some people say that the Constitution is the problem. I then ask them to identify the provision that causes America's ills. They then try to identify language that is troubling. If time is short, I say, you have indicated that a portion of the Constitution is problematic. Since you take the position that the Constitution is fallible, how do you know that the remedy you rely on, Article 5, is not flawed as well? And uh, our late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia put it more bluntly, I certainly would not want a constitutional convention. Whoa. Who knows what would come out of it? And that's ultimately the, the big problem here. Once you open up this document that has served us so well for so long, 
that is a model to the world. And there are no rules for how this thing gets run. And the folks who are appointed are appointed by politicians. And then they're flown to Dallas, a little convention junket. And they're in a room, and it's just them with all the power. What's going to happen? I don't think any of us can say that. I don't care what the, ori the original intent is. There's no really justiciable body that is going to actually oversee in case there are conflicts. These folks have all the power. And when you put a document as sacred as our Constitution, which has protected us for so long from so much, in the hands of just a few unelected people, that is a profoundly dangerous thing to do. And I don't believe we should be doing that. So I'm voting no. Senator Farley votes no. Senator Kavanaugh. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. President. May I explain my vote? Please proceed. And I will do this briefly because I am still reeling uh, in shock from the fact that the that the senator from District 9 opposes amending the Constitution, which presumably would include the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, and the 18th Amendment, which gave women suffrage uh, for the right to vote. But that put aside, uh, I would just like to point out that the very tool that we are attempting to enact was in fact created by the same founders that, uh, that the good senator from District 9 uh, now says we, uh, we, we need to follow. Well, we are following them. They gave us this right, and we're going to exercise it. And with that, I vote yes. Senator Kavanaugh votes aye. Senator Casada. Thank you, Mr. President. I rise to explain my vote. Please proceed. Thank you, Mr. President, members. Um, it, yes, this was a tool that our founders put into the Constitution, but let's be very clear about what this tool was supposed to be used for. It wasn't supposed to be used for us to deal with our frustrations with the way Congress is acting right now, with the frustrations about uh, 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 the, the inability of, of Congress to uphold our values or, or the 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 taking over of our Congress by special interests. And that is what our frustrations are right now. What this tool was supposed to be used for was during a time of emergency, when our government has completely fallen apart, when our government simply did not work anymore. Our government still works. What doesn't work is our ability to hold them accountable. And we have failed in that regard. We have failed to hold our leaders in Congress accountable. So for us to throw our country into a period of distress, to throw our country into a period of turmoil, to throw our country into a period of unknown outcomes, I think is foolish and I think is irresponsible on our part. I love my country too much to submit our country to this Article 5 convention. And, and, and I would urge you to reconsider your votes as well, because what will actually happen if we go into an Article 5, if this becomes a reality, what will happen? We don't know exactly who those delegates will be, but we can guarantee you that when they do gather in their meeting place, they will be lobbied heavily by the special interests. They will be lobbied heavily by the money that has, that has, has a, a chokehold on Congress right now. They will be lobbied heavily by those who don't care so much about creating a better nation, who don't care so much about creating a stronger constitution, but they care more, most about creating a pathway for their special interest to continue to be strengthened every day. That's not what, what this, what, what, what 
what this process should be. And that's not what we should be subjecting our country to. We took an oath at the beginning of this session to abide by our constitution and to be loyal to our constitution. And this, I believe, takes us in the opposite direction. This puts our country in turmoil. This puts our country in danger. And this puts our country at the whims of the special interests and of big money. If we really care about creating a balanced budget, about reining in the spending at the federal level, we can do one thing, and that's hold our elected officials accountable at the congressional level, which we fail to do each and every year. We fail to do each and every election cycle. We allow them to get reelected by record numbers. Incumbents uh, have, have reelection numbers that are off the charts. And, and, and I would ask each of us to think about which of our incumbents that have contributed to this problem have we endorsed for re-election? Have we supported? Have we campaigned for? Have we donated money to? Have we uh, uh, sided with in their elections to get, to get re-elected? Members, if we care about our country, this is not what we should be doing. I urge you to, to join me in voting no. I vote no. Senator Castata votes no. Senator Smith. Thank you, Mr. President. I rise to explain my vote. Please proceed. Thank you, Mr. President. Members, just in response to some of the things that we've heard, if, if we're going to respect the wisdom of our founding fathers when they wrote the Constitution, you have to respect everything that they wrote. Article 5, they wrote, and they gave the states the option to come in and to, and, and, and to propose an amendment like this. When we talk about, well, we have to abide by our constitutional oath, about the oath that we took here. We are. This is constitutional. When we talk about we have one thing we can do, and that's replacing members, we have two things we can do. Replace members or read Article 5. And then I heard, well, it's, it's, this is used when, when the government's crumbling, and it's only in the most extreme circumstances. When I read Article 5, and the founders are very smart, what do they write? The legislatures of two-thirds of the states shall call for a convention proposing amendments, which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes. Valid to all intents and purposes. It doesn't say when your government is crumbling before you, now you can call an Article 5. It doesn't say for this subject matter order, you can call an Article 5. All intents and purposes. I vote yes. Senator Smith votes aye. Senator Allen. Thank you, Mr. President. I'd like to explain my vote. Please proceed. I'll have to shout because I can't get my mic any closer. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, I want to uh, refer to statements made by Justice Roberts when he was writing his uh, opinion on the Affordable Care Act. And he took time in that opinion to lecture the states. And he reminded the states that they were sovereign and that the states created the federal government. And he says the states don't have to be forced to do this Affordable Care Act. And he goes on and just does this little lecture. But the thing I really remember him saying was the states are sovereign. They need to start acting like it. We are sovereign. And we do need to be actively involved in what is taking place in, at our federal government. And repeatedly, we've been trying uh, for many years to get a handle on our debt and have not been able to do so. All the propaganda that's out there that is, is uh, causing the debate about 
whether we should be doing this or not, I go back to saying it is our responsibility to be able to do it. It's one of the responsibilities that's been given in our United States Constitution to the states that if they deem that it is necessary, they can call for an Article 5 convention to be able to amend the Constitution over something that they think is important. Now, remember the safeguards. We're not, we will know who the delegates are because this body will elect them to be the delegates to that convention if a convention is finally called. We also know that no matter what happens at the convention, if it goes outside of what it's supposed to be doing, we here in Arizona can say then, then it's null and void in, in our call when we elect our delegates. And thirdly, it has to come back and the majority of the states have to approve whatever comes out of that convention. So that's another safeguard that will allow the people to be involved in anything that does take place in that convention. I think this is an historical day for Arizona and I'm very glad to be part of this to see how this system can work and how we the people can be involved in our government and in forming and pushing forward uh, what is good for our people and what is good for our people is to have a national budget that is not 20 trillion dollars in debt and where we only spend what we take in so that the burden of this debt is not on our future generations. And thank you, Mr. President. I vote aye. Senator Allen votes aye. Senator Peterson. Thank you, Mr. President. I rise to explain my vote. Please proceed. Mr. President, as we look at the Article 5 Convention, I ask a question to many, many people that um, nobody uh, can answer. Um, that, that this won't happen. And that is this. Can we ever count on Congress to repeal the 17th Amendment whereby they peeled back states' rights? Can we ever count on Congress to pass a balanced budget amendment? Can we ever count on Congress to stop acting outside of their enumerated rights by using bribery or funding to force the states, in essence, to do things that are outside of their, outside of Article One, Section Eight of the Constitution. Can we ever count on Congress to implement term limits? And the answer, I think, all of us in this room will agree on, is absolutely not. We've heard them saying for years and years and years that they're going to repeal Obamacare. And we're seeing that that's not happening now that we have the chance to do that. So the answer is if we are ever going to restore states' rights, it's going to be the states that does it, not the Congress. Mr. President, with that, I vote aye. Senator Peterson votes aye. The system is now closed. The secretary will record the vote by your vote of 16 ayes, 14 nays, and zero not voting. You have passed HCR 20. 10. Signed in open session, the secretary is instructed to record the action and transmit the bill, the HCR, to the House. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.